Pete, welcome. How are you? Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good, thank you. All right. Uh, as we uh, embark on this first, Pete, let me start with Severino. Were you surprised? Who do you think they would start? Well, it sounded like when they left him over the weekend after playing the Sox, they had three choices, and Severino was one of them. I would imagine they, they're looking at the body of his work over the course of the season. But on the other hand, if, if he's not pitching well in the second inning, I'm sure they're going to make a quick move. Yeah, but, I mean, did you think they would give him the start, or you didn't? You know, I, thought, I personally thought it would be Tanaka. I was a little surprised it was Severino. Okay. It could have gone any one of the way. Are you surprised they've been as, as loyal to Sanchez as they have? You know, a, a little bit because catching is so important with all the different things that can happen, and, and Romine's a pretty good defensive catcher. The Red Sox have spent the whole year with defensive catchers and not worrying about offense. But with Sanchez, you know, I, I assume they're hoping that he's going to run into something and, and three-run home or something like that's going to give them a big jolt. But that hasn't happened in a, in a while, so they're taking some chances, I think. Yeah, they are, and yeah, they, I mean, they, they very seem like they're not, not just ignoring it, but they, they, I mean, they acknowledge it when you talk to Cashman or you talk to Aaron, they acknowledge it, but they're like, no, we were fine, you know, we think we fixed their problems, and, uh, you know, it seems to me sometimes the ball just bounces off his mid. I don't think it's crossed up, I don't think it's anything, he just has, he doesn't have a great glove, he just has trouble catching the ball, uh, you know, no matter where it's thrown from, so I just think that some guys just don't have great gloves, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, it's funny, I was watching Pete something today and the guy was saying this might be the best bullpen ever and I'm saying this hasn't even been a great bullpen no less the best bullpen ever you know 96 Yankees uh, nasty boys now this on paper is a great pen but let's be honest these guys haven't been as good as advertised and, and I at least have some worry about Chapman how about you well I know from the standpoint of, of covering the Red Sox up here the Red Sox don't necessarily fear Batances and Chapman because they've had good success against both of those guys I think David Robertson's the guy who's giving them trouble. Chad Green's giving them a lot of trouble. But the Red Sox, I think, look at Batances and Chapman as guys that they can get on base against. They can make them work. They've had some good uh, at-bats against them this year. And that's uh, just been talking to the Red Sox hitters. I mean, they have a lot of respect for those guys and what they've done. But it's not the kind of situation when Chapman's coming in the game and they think, okay, well, that's it. We have no chance of coming back. All right, the Red Sox are sitting up there with 108 wins. They've had an incredible season. Are they at their best right now? Can you count on sale? Can you count on that bullpen? Are they where they should be? Or do they, are they crossing their fingers and hoping they can get back to where they were? Yeah, they're, they're definitely not at their best. They're, they're at their best right after the All-Star break. Uh, that about a three- or four-week stretch when sale was pitching well, price was pitching well. They had everything going the way they wanted. Sale is, is kind of a question mark. He threw in the bullpen today here at Fenway Park. They're hoping that he's going to have no limitations on Friday. But his velocity was down the last time he pitched. He hasn't gone more than six innings going back to July 11th, which is a long time. So I think if they were to get five innings out of him and have a lead, they would probably go to the bullpen pretty quick because they understand he's only got a certain amount of pitches in his arm. And the velocity thing, I I, I think no one really knows what to expect when he comes out there for the first inning. He could be back to 96, 97. He could be trying to get guys out at 92, 93. Talking with Pete Abraham, who covers obviously the Red Sox, Yankees, and the and, and the whole AL East, and uh, knows what's going on from up in Boston uh, for the Boston Globe. Uh, sales interesting from this standpoint. We know what kind of stuff he's got, but he's on a DL twice, so obviously there's an issue. But if you look in the innings he pitched, and he didn't pitch a lot of innings, his numbers are lights out in those innings, though. He's striking out a ton of guys. His whip is like 0.7. So he's pitching three innings, but nobody's touching him. So, 
how can they, you know, are they worried that he can't go longer? Are they babying him? But it's not like he's not getting guys out when he's pitching. Yeah, since he came back off the DL, he struck out 18 and walked one. So he's been terrific, but everyone's saying he's not throwing the same way. But nobody's touching him, though. Yeah, part of that, I think, was competition. But, you know, you look at the velocity, it's not what it was. He was a guy who was throwing 98-99 in July and just overwhelming people. And we're not seeing that now. Yeah, I think the concern is how much he can go, whether it's going to be five innings, six innings. He's gotten up to 92 pitches. It's kind of almost like a spring training situation in September. They were, they were building him up to get ready for the playoffs. And here we are Friday. It's the playoffs, and they'll see what he has. How good do you think or how bad is that Red Sox bullpen right now? Well, I think it's going to be better because they're going to put Evaldi in the bullpen at some point. They have Eduardo Rodriguez who's going to be in the bullpen. Evaldi's going to be available in game one, no matter if they're playing Oakland or the Yankees. So I think having those guys in there can change things. And the other guy who's kind of changed the bullpen is Stephen Wright, the knuckleballer. They, they look at him as somebody who could go two or three innings and get them from the starters to Craig Kimbrell. Now, obviously, you're taking a risk with a knuckleball guy, but he's been very good in the innings he's pitched in relief in September. Is there infield defense as the Yankees have, an, uh, have clearly have issues on the infield defense and you count catcher and, and third base and first base? Uh, and even once in a while, second base, when he gets a little, uh, you know, lose a little concentration. Infi- Red Sox have problems on the infield, and especially if Nooney's in there. Uh, do you worry about the Red Sox fielding, or do you think they've fi- fixed that up as far as their infield defense? Well, the one place they have an issue is third base. Right now, it's going to be either Rafael Devers or, or Nooney, and both of those guys have been, you know, charitably inconsistent if you, right. if you look at how they play defense. They're good at shortstop, they're good at second, they're very good at first base. Uh, third base is the real question, and it sounds like they're not going to really have necessarily one guy playing third base. They're going to look at matchups, try to figure out who fits best, and you could see somebody like a Brock Holt coming in for defensive purposes late in games because just because of the inconsistency they've had there defensively. Uh, we're talking with Pete Abraham, Boston Globe, about the Red Sox who had just an amazing, a magical season. Now they're waiting up there. Uh, for whoever wins tonight's game, uh, to a man, if you could give him a, uh, if you could give him a test, they want to see the Yankees get knocked out. They want to see the Yankees play. You know, Mike, this will probably be surprising, but I think they'd rather play the Yankees than Oakland. There's, Oakland gave them a lot of problems in the spring. They don't know much about them because they haven't played them since May. The way Oakland approaches pitching. You know, they, they really, I think they're a pain in the neck to play because a guy like J.D. Martinez could see four different pitchers over the course of the game. I think they feel like they, they beat the Yankees during the season. They know the Yankees. They're not afraid of their bullpen guys. As strange as it may seem, I think they prefer to play the Yankees. Well, I think it's, it's more fun if they do. So, I, I mean, I don't know if they like the idea of the craziness or not, but I, I think from that standpoint, uh, I think it just makes for more fun. Who's the MVP, Martinez or Betts? You know, David Price had a good line. He, he said that Mookie Betts is probably the MVP of all of baseball, and J.D. Martinez is probably the MVP of the Red Sox. You know what? That's well said. That's, what, yeah. you know, that's actually well said. I would vote for – I love Betts. He's my favorite player I, that, that, to watch. I, I, think, I think he's a great player. I loved him since the first time I saw him. I think that Martinez changed the Red Sox. I think he's the MVP. Yeah, I mean, the, you look at what they've done since last year. The biggest thing they did was bring him in, other than Alex Cora. And his, you know, his ability to hit fourth and drive in runs like David Ortiz did or hit third, that's changed Betts, that's changed Bogarts, that's changed Benintendi. That's made the whole team a much different team than they were last year. Benintendi wasn't great down the stretch, was he? 
You know, he hit for average, but he hasn't hit for power. He's at one home run uh, going back to the middle of August. So that's been a little strange, but he's been hitting for average. It's just uh, we haven't seen the power. All he needs to do is see Yankee Stadium. That's all it takes. You know? <laughs> he's like a guy. Do you remember, you know the name Kurt Bleffer? You, you ever hear that name? Yeah, sure, Kurt. yeah. Yeah, well, he was he was one. If he saw Yankee Stadium, he just would hit like, you know, he'd hit 20 home runs for the season. He hit 12 against the Yankees. He was, you know, that he's been attendees like that. All he has to do is see Yankee Stadium, and, and he'll be fine. Everything, everything, everything will be just wonderful if, <laughs> if that happens. I mean, that's, that, that's how good he is. Tell me, what, what, what's the biggest thing? And it's funny, everyone always thought Cora was going to be a good manager. It's like Joe Girardi. Everybody always said Joe Girardi was going to be a good manager. He became a good manager. Everybody always said Cora was going to be a good manager. He became a good manager. What's the biggest thing Cora brought to the team? Uh, communication. You know, this was a guy who played in Boston, so he understood what was going on in that market. He worked at ESPN for four years. He understood kind of the media side of it. His ability to, whether it's sit down with a rookie player, sit down with the writers, sit down with the veteran guys like Price and Sale, He's got, the, he's got a way to kind of get across his message to everybody, and it's been a lot smoother from that standpoint than it was the last couple of years under John Farrell. It just seems like all of the guys understand what's expected, and they're, they're more, it's more like they're, they're playing to have fun and they're playing to win. It's not that they're playing because they're worried about losing and what the reaction is going to be if they lose. You trust, Pri- you trust Price? If it's the Yankees, you trust Price to do well? Well, you know, they're certainly better at Fenway Park than he would be at Yankee Stadium. He can't pitch well at Yankee Stadium. We've seen that. I mean, for him, this postseason is really, it's not going to define his career. He's had a great career. But it's certainly going to define his time with the Red Sox. He needs to show that he can pitch well in the postseason. And if it's the Yankees, he certainly needs to show he can pitch well against them. No question. I mean, he is a big key when, when you look at it. When you look at the Yankee team, what's the t- who do you think the, is the guy that you wouldn't want to face in a big spot? Well, Stan's murdered, Stan's murdered the Red Sox all year long. His OPS is well over 1,000. He's hit, he hit well at Fenway Park. He's the guy more than Judge this year who's really hurt the Red Sox. I'm sure he's the one guy that they would try to avoid in any kind of big situation. He's hard to pitch around because they've got so many good hitters in that lineup, but he's one guy who can really hurt them. Boy, he was bad down the stretch here. He had a tough. He had a tough finish. He really did. He had a couple of days the last week, but before that, he had like an invisible month. He really did. He was just awful. You know, I think he's got best because they don't get great at bats with men on base. You know, they they hit it out of the park, but they don't get these best at bats with guys on base. The guy I like is Torres in a big spot. I think he. I think he's a really smart adjusting situational hitter. I, I, I would trust him in that spot. Or Gaudi, who probably won't be in the lineup. You know, that he, uh, I think he's lost his job here. He's not playing tonight. I think he's, uh, you know, I think, I think that he's, he's pretty clutch. But I like Torres' at-bats in those spots. I think he's pretty good in those spots from what I've seen this year. Yeah, he's been, he's been tough against the Sox, too. And, you know, with, with Brett Gardner, I mean, having covered the Yankees for a while and seen him now on this side, it wouldn't shock me at all if he did something to help them win a game in the postseason. It wouldn't either. I, I, I expect it, you know, and I know McCutcheon, they brought in the play, and his own, and his own, you know, his on base percentage is like 425, so he's going to play. So do you think there's an, I mean, I remember, and you will too, when the Yankees in the 98 won all those games, there was a lot of pressure on them in the postseason that year. They went to Cleveland, they went down 2-1, they really were tight, and then El Duque pitched them home and they never looked back. You think the Red Sox feel a lot of pressure because of what they did in the regular season? Well, yeah, that and the fact that they were 1-6 and six in the postseason the last two years. Got knocked out in the first round, got overwhelmed by the Indians two years ago, and, and really weren't all that competitive against the Astros last year. So this group needs to show that they can do something in the postseason. Now, I think it's unfair to say a team has to win the World Series or anything like that. But after winning 108 games, 
I think it's fair to suggest they need to get to the ALCS and, and have a good showing in the ALCS for sure. You, which team do you think is playing? It, it, I mean, I was just saying to Cashman that this might be the best American League I can ever remember. I mean, as far as, I mean, all these teams, if Cleveland was pushed, they probably could have won 100. Uh, Oakland won 97. I mean, this is a heck of a five teams in, in the American League. Is there one that stick? Like, I think Cleveland's going to play well this year. They had a heartbroken last year. I just think they, they were able to get themselves ready for this for a long time this year. I got a feeling they're going to play really well this year. You have any thought about which one scares you the most in the, in the American League? Well, the, I mean, the Red Sox have the best record, but I think Houston has the best team. And I think the Indians, like you said, they've been waiting around, preparing for this. They've got Andrew Miller. They've got a deep bullpen. Terry Franconen certainly knows how to win in the postseason. They're a team that would scare me because they've got the offense and they've got the bullpen and they've got Francona. Those are three things that have proven to be pretty successful in the postseason. Gut tonight, do you think the Yankees or the A's win? Uh, I'll go with the Yanks. All right. Listen, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. If, if we have a series, we'll talk to you there in the series. Thanks very much. You bet. Thanks, Mike.